Hey girlfriend, two things I wanted to quickly jump in and share with you before we get into the episode. This is a guest episode with my awesome fiance. We recorded this in person and we had my studio quality microphone. I made a perfect setting for having two people, but at some points throughout the interview, as you will hear, the quality doesn't sound so great, and it might mean that every now and then you have to either turn your volume up or turn it down, which may be a bit of a bummer. I'm so sorry. We did everything we could to try and not let that happen, but there's also not much I can do about it now, and it was a really good conversation, so I still want you to be able to hear it and get amongst the learnings from this guest episode. Now, the second thing is that Mr. Liam isn't very great at not swearing. So there's a few swear words in there, uh, near the end mostly. So if you are listening with kitties, just keep an eye out for that. Um, And I also let one rip too, which I'm usually really good at not doing, but I think because it's just how Liam and I normally are in our lives, I couldn't help it near the end. So anyway, I hope that um, you enjoy listening to this episode and I can't wait to hear your thoughts in the DMs. I'm Janelle Hosking and you beautiful are here to get confident. No more self-doubt, no more overthinking, no more what ifs. I'm helping you grow your confidence so you can live a fulfilled life. Welcome to the show. Kia ora beautiful and welcome to episode 73 of the Get Confident podcast with Janelle and today is a very exciting episode. Not only is it my birthday at the time of this recording turning 29 years old, 29 years young we should say, something that I really wanted for my birthday was I guess I probably used my birthday as an excuse to finally make this happen because I've wanted this to happen for a little while and that is having my fiance and life partner Liam on the show with us and in preparation for this we thought it'd be really cool to go out to you to our community and open up the floodgates essentially for any questions that you might have and um, you might have seen on my stories or on our stories over the past week and a bit that we were saying, look, you can ask questions to us about anything that you want. And it absolutely blows my mind that the questions that have come back, it's pretty much one theme for this particular episode. And it just happened like that naturally. So most of the questions around today's uh, episode are going to be to do with business and the two of us being in business for ourselves, what that journey's been like, what it's taken to uh, get on that journey, and just some of the insights and behind the scenes uh, activities and things that go on. So before we get into the first question, why don't you say hello, Liam? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is amazing because for the past you know year and a half, you have listened to me every week in some way, shape, or form record an episode, and you've managed to get away with not being on mm, the show. Mm. So how are you feeling right now? Feeling good. Feeling good. Feeling a bit bummed that Luke beat me to it. Oh, Luke. (laughs) That was such a good episode. We'll link that in the description below in case you haven't listened to that one yet. Luke from Next Advisory. But hey, that was, you know, back at the start of 2023. So now we're in May and it is time for the episode, the first one ever with you and I. And I honestly hope that there's many more to come and I'm Mm. sure that there will be. So I am going to be the one reading the questions today. We haven't ordered these at all. They're just kind of as they came in is how we've put them down to, and we'll just go through and just see where the conversation flows. And hopefully you can take some good nuggets and some inspiration for yourself, for your own life, whether it's just for you or you and a partner that you're with. So first question we've got is around how did you get your mindset right to be able to make the jump to self-employment slash contract work over being employed? I personally want to hear from you first because you did this a long time before I ever did. I think I quit full-time employment late 2018. It was it was a bit of a process because it kind of all started when my brother and I went to buy a house together. Um, we went to chip in. Um, to try and get an investment and we both had personal loans and that was a bit of a handbrake on us getting a mortgage at the time. I kind of made it my mission from there that I had a shitload of debt that I wanted to pay off um, regardless of what my future looked like. I actually enjoyed my job at at that time. Mm. Um, It was fairly fresh and 
climb the corporate ladder as you do so it was actually pretty cool but I put in place this budget and I, I had a mission to get this debt paid off and then I was pretty close to getting it all paid off when I think it was about August 2018 um, I actually had a close friend of mine commit suicide um, which was a pretty rough time um, for me um, having battled with my own demons over the years um, mm. it was a bit rough to lose a mate um, and to this day don't really have any closure so that kind of um, put working life into perspective for me um, because he was actually a bit of a coach and mentor um, mm. for me when I was climbing the, the proverbial ladder so to lose someone like that that I admired and thought like hey that's where I kind of want to be I was like hold on what am I doing here mm. what am I why am I dedicating six days a week to making someone else millions of dollars? Didn't make sense to me. So I took probably about a week off and then came back from that and handed my notice in. Wow. Yeah. I just knew, I didn't know what I did want to do, but I knew that I didn't want to be in that world anymore. So at that time you weren't intentionally leaving because you had this great business idea. You knew what you wanted. It was more, it had been highlighted to you the life you didn't want and so you've resigned as a way to figure out maybe what you do want. Yeah, it was a bit of both. Um, it was definitely intentional and I had probably been working myself mentally to that stage anyway. Um, but the thought of buying a house was still definitely very much on the mind. So um, it was, it was, there was a lot of emotional, a lot of emotion behind it. Yeah, mm. for sure. What was your mindset to become self-employed? Oh gosh, I'm like you in that I pretty much my whole life i want to say at least since i was like early teens i've been coming up with business ideas and i've always known something you know that i was like meant to do something more but i didn't really know what that answer was and so i think what really helped me in terms of the mindset was when i finally landed on a cause that i cared about and something that was meaningful to me in terms of like women's empowerment women's confidence helping women to live their best life but just like you like there's still a lot of stuff that needs to be worked through like limiting beliefs self-doubt can I actually make enough money on my own all, all of that good stuff I think um I have always been a numbers person and I'm very I would say I'm very money-minded and so it was actually in this it also is you know the specific defining moment which is the second part of this question and um I had been in Hamilton I'd had a healing with Crystal and I think it was like Easter Monday or something 2022 and then I came home and it, I we were sat here at this table and my memory is I was really upset maybe even crying and it was actually you who said to me like you know we do have a flexi on our mortgage why don't you use it? And I never, I actually never for a second contemplated using our Flexi. But what it did open my eyes up to is, Janelle, you actually have some savings. Mm -hmm. You can use that. Once I got my head around that, I did the numbers, I broke it all down. And I realized, well, actually, I've got enough money to survive for six months. That gave me a sense of, well, six months is quite a long time. Obviously, it goes really quickly, but it's still a really good amount of time. And so once I felt like, okay, I've got a little bit of breathing room here, it felt right. And I was still so scared. I was still so nervous, all of those things. But for me, when the biggest barrier around money and paying the mortgage and the bills was sorted, in all honesty, I had no other excuse, you know, like, you just got to do it kind of things get your money sorted and the fear is not necessarily going to go away but once you've got those big things uh, underway then it can be a bit more manageable I think moving on to the next question what planning and or preparation did you do was it jumping off the deep end the best way um I suppose I touched on that before um just with the whole saving hard and mm. and that um so that I knew I was in a financial position to do it. I didn't have mm. loans or credit cards or high purchases or pay or any of that shit. Um, so I guess unintentionally I had prepped really well. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so it did let me jump off the deep end. Mm -hmm. um, I would definitely say I jumped off the deep end. Did you? You went to no. Um, <laughs> yeah. At I least I still, had, I still had my photography and car parts and stuff like that. So I had side hustles that could pay the majority of the bills that's mm. probably what helped as well to 
pay down, smack down the debt. Aside from the the mission and the who I was helping, I didn't really have a money-making thing at that time. You know, if you listen to the podcast back when it first started in January 22, I barely ever had any form of offer. Like if you're enjoying this and you want to work with me, I just didn't have any of that. And so it wasn't actually until that time around May when I decided, you know, I'm, I'm going to leave my job that I did start thinking more, okay, well, if I'm not being paid by my full-time employment, I've got to make money elsewhere. And so same as you, having some savings there to rely on or kind of be a good backstop for while things were building, it then became planning, okay, well, what are my offers? What is it that I'm actually putting out there that I can get money for? And a big part of my preparation was actually going out and getting outside of my comfort zone and networking and interacting with the local community. And it was really interesting because it's not something you make money off that day usually. You know, so for me on reflection, I've realized the connections that I made at that time last year are probably now six to 12 months later starting to bring me work so that prep work and that planning one the financials two the offer and three the who do i need to know to be able to make this work those were some of the really important things how did you handle the fear and risks of not having a guaranteed income <laughs> i didn't really care <laughs> i i live on the shoestring like i'd at the time be, i already had a couple of side hustles and i didn't have big expenses i didn't have debt mm. so there was no fear yeah. like i don't i don't think i was ever and like even now like I, if i have quiet weeks that don't quite bring in enough money i'm not scared mm, um, mm. so i guess i didn't need to handle the fear and i'm really lucky in that sense mm. the risk is huge the risk is massive for sure but what were the risks well the risk of maybe having to get a job did that ever come up i know that we've had conversations before about like family members trying to send you jobs or say hey you should apply for this job and it's like you really don't get it i don't want a job yeah well i think the risk and this came up recently with a friend of yours asking how long you're gonna yeah. stick it out in your business like the the risk <laughs> in other people's eyes i guess until you've done yeah. it the risks are oh my god what if i go broke what mm. if no one wants to buy my shit what if no one wants to hire me like mm. those aren't those aren't real risks mm. so like i mean not if you're gonna prepared to do if you're prepared to do the yeah, work yeah so the risk of failure probably wasn't there i think something that i realized that keeps me going in those times where it is quiet or when your mind does bring doubt in is the reality that i know deep down i'm not the type of person to let hmm. something fail yeah. and even when my ego or my fear-based part of my brain is doubting and super loud in my mind of like you suck this isn't gonna work all those things i am so confident in this knowing that i'm just not going to let it fail and also that depends what failure is to you because to me if we do choose to go back and get full-time jobs that's okay it doesn't Hard mean out. we like can't I, do it again full disclosure i still have essentially a part-time role mm -hmm. and there's no shame in that like being self-employed doesn't mean you can't take money from other people yeah. it just means that you're working as hard as you can to bring in your own income so yeah. like in that sense kind of like i said before the risk just isn't there okay. because hey if it does get a bit quiet i can always go get some money like mm. money's out mm. there mm. you just need to get it mm -hmm. and i see to me i find that so empowering like you look at your bank account and you look at oh god it's getting low money is all around you you just have to tap into where to find it and you have got immense skills in terms of your photography and your your cars and the automotive stuff <laughs> that you can make money really quickly that in you really inspires me and i'm the same like i'm you know coming up to a year of self-employment and right now i'm doing some contract work for a company that helps entrepreneurs who are starting businesses so it is in line with what my business does so whether you still have a part-time job whether you're doing contract work it doesn't really matter you know, it doesn't have to be all or nothing. 
if you're building a good business or not necessarily a business if you're if you're a sole trader or self-employed you're kind of just building yourself a job but Mm. there's there's no reason that income can't be guaranteed like if you're getting regular contracts or or work like that then that money is guaranteed Mm. and you do like it is on paper it's just like signing up going and making a sale for your boss like you've done the same amount of work but the money's coming to you less his profit you know Mm -hmm. and the reality is it's better money like you get to dictate what you're being paid point there handling fear and risks is just probably getting real with it and reminding yourself like what is the worst case scenario here and knowing that you'll still survive and you'll still get through if you do hit that worst case scenario you just need to build that self-confidence in yourself that what you're doing can't not work i love that okay i think this question is really interesting around what led you to wanting to be self-employed to create your own business like make that jump was it around money lifestyle both or something else probably both for me like i i definitely all of my roles well, most of my roles in my working life, I was in sales. So I was six, mostly seven days a week. Honestly, like if you're out there hustling, trying mm. to make money, you mm. any day you're not there in sales is a day that you, you're not making money. So <laughs> um, I saw the potential of earning more money working for myself, um, but also being able to call the shots and take a day off or have a long weekend or, and not to be, not to kick my feet up and do fuck all, but to go to events that I really enjoy or to, to travel a bit further or to spend a day longer somewhere and mm. not have to rush back because I don't mm. have enough holidays and you're working for the man, you know? So yeah, definitely both for me. Mm. I literally said this morning because we woke up this morning at our normal time, like 6 a.m., we got dressed, I made us a batch of cacao, we went down into Rotorua, we went to the Redwoods, we went for a walk, wasn't quite the track we were aiming to be on, but still it was a beautiful walk, and then we went and sat by the lakefront and had our cacao, and we just, we did a little meditation, and we just talked for ages, and I said to you, I was like, you know, I'm so grateful that we are not confined by having that nine to five, by being employed by someone who dictates where we are and when. The fact is we didn't get home, I think, until 11, maybe closer to 12 today. And if we were employees, we would have had to take that as an annual leave day. And if that was the case, we probably wouldn't have done it. But also on the flip side of that, I've been in the office since 12 o'clock today. And obviously this recording technically is work but it doesn't feel like it because i mean i love talking with you and i love this podcast but then also straight after this i am heading out to a board meeting so um i think the beauty for me is in you still do the work but you make it work on your own terms and a really big part for me personally on wanting to be self-employed was the time and place i was in in my employment last year it felt really heavy and it felt like there was a lot of pressure on me and i was really probably not in a good place one because of the pressure but also two my it wasn't where i wanted to be and in my gut and in my heart it felt so wrong and so i got to the point where i just felt like i'm okay with pressure i'm okay with stress but i want to do it for me I don't want to do it for somebody else. Mm -hmm. And so it's a whole mix of those things. I think the beauty on the money side of being self-employed, it's up to you. It's up to you, the type of life that you want to have, whether that requires your business to earn a million dollars or a hundred thousand dollars, or maybe you're even happy just replacing the salary that you were on. So I think for me, the biggest thing around money is like, I get to choose. So as our life stages change, as our interest rate goes up, as we create a family, as we want to pay for our wedding, brand new kitchen, all that stuff, we can just up our work or create different offers or expand our reach to new people and that's the beauty that you can't get as an employee Mm, that's definitely worth noting because i know like when i left my job i was where was i i think i was flatting Mm. and there was a couple of flats before i met met you again (laughs) (laughs) hey we've known each other since we were like what 15 (laughs) since i re-met you um and then 
we were flatting. So like, again, like I kind of referenced before my overheads are low, whereas mm. now I'm, I've been lucky enough to get some, some years under my belt that allowed us to not get declined to get a home loan. And you had a good income at the time. And yeah. once we got the home loan that enabled you to then make mm. the leap. So mm. I think it's, it's very much about stages and what you need at the time. And at the time, our mortgage was only a thousand bucks a fortnight. So yeah. you could afford just to make that leap and live off a bit of savings. Now might be a different story. But... <laughs> <laughs> but no, still it's totally worth it mm. next one how do you balance personal and professional life and set boundaries <laughs> how do we balance it do we balance it honestly i'm not gonna i'm not gonna wave my hands around and say that i balance it that well like i think I'm grateful that I've been learning recently from Andrew Huberman about 90 minute um, like work cycles yeah. throughout the day. It makes me feel a bit better than about the fact that I kind of just focus for an hour and a half and then mm. wander off and mm. do something outside and come back in and do a bit more work. So it's very, very circumstantial. But for me, it is such a balance that I still kind of get everything done at the end of the week. Set boundaries. I mean, we try to be off our phones when yeah. we're not oh, in work mode. Yeah. I, I feel like I rely on you a lot to be able to do what I do. I work quite a lot of nights, whether it's clients you're the or opposite. You'll, you'll just work and keep working. Whereas I'll just be like, oh, I'm kind of bored now. I've done yeah. that job. And what am I going to do in between the next job? And... It's so interesting because I think for me, part of it is an avoidance in that I've never been... Like I've been a city girl my whole life. And so to move out essentially into the country, we've got this lifestyle block and we've got like responsibilities and stuff. Sometimes I do just sit in the office because I'm like, if I'm not here, then I have to be out there. And because I'm, again, it's still so new to me. And I think I do rely on you a lot for guidance of what we're doing outside. But that's just very specific to us. Yeah, lifestyle block. Like, it is. A lot of people don't have to worry about that. And that mm. sense, it's just the balance between the personal and professional. And that's where if you're doing something you actually fucking enjoy, mm. there is no balance. There's mm. throw this whole work-life balance. Mm. Like how do I work and still have a life? Like why can't it be both? Why totally. can't your enjoyment like yeah you don't have to love every single day not everybody does but if you're enjoying what you do i have a big hobby and that's cars yeah. and that passion and that hobby also leads to me working automotive events which mm. also leads to me taking photos of cars so that in that sense that personal life of like working on cars like that has been my money i've been flipping cars i've been wrecking cars i've been attending car events so mm -hmm. like in that sense there's no separation there's not like a balance you mm. just do the work because you're enjoying it and then you live your life because that's what mm. work enables you to do. Mm -hmm. And I think with us, we have uh, an intention to have our weekly sit down where we go through our priorities and such. And so in terms of balance, like if I'm working a woman's circle say on a Thursday night, we would at least try maybe for the Wednesday night to make sure that like we're having dinner together or something like that. And obviously the I think a big part of the creating boundaries in terms of life and work is on being held accountable. And like we've got each other, it does keep us accountable to switching off because if you're or if we're eating dinner and I'm like consistently looking at my phone talking to people or something that is work orientated it's like hey you're here now you know so i'll definitely say it's an area that we can improve on oh, absolutely and i think we are improving mm -hmm. it where it's an active life for, for us but... yeah but i think that's what's so beautiful and you know in terms of the the life that we live is we're not we're not perfect and we don't claim mm -hmm. to be but we're on this growth journey and that is motivating. As long as you have a system to check in mm. that allows you to then discuss boundaries and stuff like that. What skills do you think are the most important when making the leap? Big balls. <laughs> <laughs> big balls to make the leap. Um, no, nah, not really. You don't need big balls. You just need, I think the skills that are most relevant to making the leap are the skills that you must have inside you to mm. do 
the thing that you mm. need to do for money like mm. that's as simple as it is the the other skills you need are talking to an accountant and making a business plan if you need to get money and and well you should do one anyway but mm. you know just all the practical things um but they don't even need to be skills that you learn like there's that's why people exist that you can go to for help like my view for for skills something that i've noticed with people that i work with is a big thing around going from the corporate world or going from a nine to five or even shift work where essentially you're told what to do when to now you run your own clock yeah. you run your own schedule yeah. i see so many people who that to me is something you need a balance for before how we were talking about balance around like personal life and work if you are now self-employed the reality is it does all kind of mush into one, but you want to be thinking about what's billable, what I'm actually getting paid for, what's putting money in my bank versus what is marketing, what is networking, what is uh, account like doing the accounts, all the other areas of the business that now as a business owner, you don't necessarily or you didn't necessarily get into it thinking about this stuff. But the reality is this is what you need to and should do to actually grow and make the best opportunity for yourself within business so a skill that I see is so important is that time management that running your day and keeping yourself like accountable uh, but also knowing what you're best at what you're mm. willing to learn yeah and then what you're willing to get outside support with for sure I was just thinking that in my head while you were talking that I guess the more you think about it the more comes to mind but mm. a huge skill is asking for help yeah like you don't have to pretend to be good at everything it's mm. not like when you become self-employed or you make this leap like you all of a sudden have to be an accountant and mm. a marketer and a salesperson and an advertiser like you don't have to wear all of these hats you can just ask for help and people are out there to help you mm-hmm. um, and you'd be surprised how many people want to help absolutely and I mean I did all of my accounts and finances myself for years granted before actually going self-employed i made f4 money <laughs> you know it might have been like a thousand to two thousand dollars per year kind of thing but in the past few months i've got signed up with an accounting firm and have people actually helping me and it is such a godsend because the amount of time it would take me to mess around and do that stuff takes the accountants mm-hmm. like five minutes so knowing the value of of time and and what can help you and i think this is something that you also like challenge and push me on is around getting that help in terms of say content, social media content, even podcast editing. To me, it is easy, but to me, it's also quite time consuming. And when you think of the, the value, if that time for me was spent coaching, actually again, billable, like doing work that I'm going to get paid for versus not, you could pay um, somebody asked, maybe even a university student or Felicia, you know, like a social media person and your time then frees up to about actually go and make you more money. So it is a worthwhile investment. I think those are really important skills mm-hmm. to, to think about. Yeah. Absolutely. Personality tests help a lot, but they can't really tell you about your skills but more about your, you your mental strengths. At. I think mm. like most things in life, we have the answers inside. We just got to do a little digging and mm-hmm. that skill just to reflect on yourself and be like, hey, what am I good at? What am I not good at? Let's get help with the shit that I'm not good at and just hammer down on the shit that I'm good at because that's what's going to make money. Totally. Which leads us perfectly into the next question, which is what challenges did you face? What challenges did you face? Uh, I think these are challenges I still face. Like how, how I run my business is kind of on a three-month cycle at the moment. If a new client comes to me, we have like a minimum commitment of three months working together because that's enough time to be able to make some changes. Um, but it's also not so long that it gets boring or stagnant. Like I think new goals and aspirations every three months or like doubling down um, and assessing is a really good amount of time. So a challenge that I currently face is essentially every three months, if my client's reason why they came to me is fulfilled and they're confident now, they have their um, their career goals, they got that pay rise, they uh, have figured out the business that they want to start, they've got their first clients or customers, they don't necessarily need me anymore. My challenge is crap. 
now I've got to get it. Yeah, now I've got to get another client. You know, so so that's something I face. I think it's it's anyone self-employed mm. would face like where's where's the next dollar coming from? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a challenge for all of us, I guess. Yeah, but it's also an exciting challenge. Shit, shit. Like I just love thinking. Okay, um, for instance, on a Tuesday, which is my client day, a few weeks ago, had three clients on the same day wrap up, and I came to you and I gave you this big hug, and I was like, oh my gosh, I need to find three more clients. But the reality is, there is hundreds of thousands and millions of people mm. out there in the world that can and will be your client. You just have to actually get in front of them, you know, and that goes the same for any type of business, same for you and your photography or, you know, finding the next car deal or or whatever. It's like, that's such an exciting challenge to have. I think challenges are very specific to what you're doing. Like there's, it could be a money hurdle or Mm. it could be like you need a warehouse and shelves and a forklift because you're doing some kind of import export business or Mm. you need a new vehicle to get around like the challenges I think would be very specific totally one challenge that I do think is relatable to a lot of other people which I experienced in October last yeah October 2022 and if you listen to my podcast episodes around that time you will hear it I had quite a few different people's voices Mm, in my ear yeah and I lost it. Essentially, yeah. I I had this feeling in my gut of what I was supposed to be doing with my business, where I was supposed to be going, but I had like this business mentor and I also had um, other people, other cheerleaders and supporters around me all giving me their two cents and mm-hmm. it did not align with what was going on in my gut and I got so freaking lost just in myself. It was probably a solid two weeks where I was very emotional, very overwhelmed, just didn't know what was going on. And so a a challenge there is in knowing what is right for you and being really confident within that and sticking true to that. So it doesn't necessarily mean that you're right, but it means you're not going against yourself. You're not abandoning yourself in order to make your business coach happy or in order to make your partner happy that is a huge challenge and I'm so grateful that I only sat in there for about two weeks Mm. and that taught me a lot and since then when people tell me things I should be doing I might be derailed for an hour or even for a day but nowhere near what it was last year or even the people that put doubt into your mind like (laughs) that was huge for me as a challenge was like oh it's been a month now like what are you doing? Have you, Mm. have you found a job? Are you Mm. looking like, like you said, when you started that thought that you, you know that you're on the right path Mm -hmm. and you're going to the right place Mm -hmm. and you know what you got to do and how to get there. And Mm -hmm. it's all in your mind, but no one else sees that. And people will think you're crazy. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like people will question you, people will doubt you and you just got to stick true. That's a challenge. I think is just like, even like I'd say we were both quite confident people, and ourselves when we made these decisions mm. but the challenge is like to really be your best friend and just totally. stick true to what mm-hmm. you know you've you've got to do mm-hmm. be your biggest cheerleader yeah. Ab- absolutely yeah. and know that you know you you're your biggest supporter and and you've got your back and when you have those days where whether it's that doubt in your own mind or somebody from the you know outside of you putting those doubts in your mind it's it's knowing that you're going to be okay and that you're you're doing this for a reason like something that has come to my mind since we've been answering these questions is like this desire in you to create more for your life to create a business to create impact in the world that is in your heart for a reason like and that gives me me personally so much trust in knowing well if this wasn't meant to be if this path wasn't meant for me it wouldn't even be on my radar right now I would be happy employed in the old company I was working for or another company but I wasn't and I'm not and every day I wake up with this voice inside my head that's like keep going this is exactly where you're meant to be and if you or anyone you know has that voice we've got to nurture that and and allow that to be at the forefront of our mind and of our decisions more than that doubting voice for sure Mm, self-trust and i like what you said about self-confidence obviously like that's why we do this podcast why i do this work is confidence is key for so many parts of our lives 
Next question is, what was it self-employed slash contract work offered you that employment didn't? Freedom. But does it really give Not freedom? Really. <laughs> but the freedom just, wow. It does. It's freedom of your own autonomy. Like it's freedom, like I said earlier, of not having to do what you, not what you don't want to do, but what doesn't align with you. And it's always going to change. Like when I, when I quit my job and Mm. I became quote unquote self-employed, um, it allowed me to spend time for other, on others. Like Mm. I wouldn't recommend this because I think people go way too deep and dedicate their lives to other people and don't actually help themselves as much as they should. But at the time, I think that's what I needed to do to fill my cup because I was feeling quite lost and like, mm. oh, what's all this meaning? What are we doing? Like, mm. what's the point? But I could kind of reflect and spend time with other people. So, like, it gave me more time mm. visiting people and, and checking in on people. Um, and, yeah, just that freedom to to make call the shots. Like, no one's texting you at quarter past eight, like, are you coming in today? Like... <laughs> You should have been here 15 minutes ago. (laughs) I honestly don't, I haven't had a boss like that in years. I mean, yeah. What, what did it offer us that employment didn't? Employment didn't let us come in 10 minutes late if we had no sleep the night before and we felt like shit, you know, whereas self-employment, you can wake up and be like, you know what? I'm a piece of shit today and that's okay. (laughs) See, well, not today, but (laughs) that's how I'm currently feeling. I can just dwell on it for a second. Yeah. I mean, here's an example of that. Uh, Last Monday I was pre-menstrual and I spent the whole afternoon watching a TV show and it was a Monday. But the morning was great. Morning was normal, epic routine, work for a few hours. And then I was like, I'm signing off for the the afternoon. I guess we're probably not setting a good example. No. So that's that's what I do want to circle back to is the, for me, the biggest thing that self-employment creates compared to employment is that deeper meaning and deeper connection to what you do. Like, I know that we've shared examples of the the freedom the autonomy the watch mm. netflix if you want to the go have breakfast on your birthday all that good stuff but also for me the reality is like i get to every time i meet a new person tell them the work that i'm doing and i'm so connected to how important and how valuable i believe it is in the world and that for me is the biggest thing because when you're part of a team yeah, you can go to staff meeting and when you have your once a year uh, business forecasting or planning, you might get to revisit the company values, mm. but you don't really get to, like it's it's not your one part of many. Mm. It's not all on you. Whereas when you create your own business, your own mission, that's generally based around you and what's important to you. So it helps you, cup. you fill your own cup and it helps you get out of bed. I think that's kind of what I was talking to before with having time available, but Mm. also like, like I knew when I was employed that I was on this earth to help people. I don't Mm. know how, and I don't think I've still figured it out and it's always going to be evolving, but I got the opportunity, whether it's supplying someone photos for their website, for their business, you know, Mm. like it's helping people. It's people going, holy shit, like, thanks so much. Like I get to help people. Mm. And like you say, you're not just part of a cog in a machine. You made a difference in someone's life. And Mm -hmm. I think whatever business Mm -hmm. or self-employment venture you have on your mind i think for most of us it's this desire to help and to serve and that that does it Mm -hmm. ticks that box Mm -hmm. and i mean you helped me you know here i was this person who when we first got together i was working part-time i'd taken um i'd left full-time work i'd taken a new job i was only doing 20 hours per week because i didn't know what i wanted to do i didn't know where i was at and I guess in you and I reconnecting back in 2020, it allowed me to see someone doing what I wanted to do Mm. or, you know, creating space for that in terms of you weren't working for the man or, you know, you weren't being necessarily told what to do. You were just picking and choosing what worked for you and all the time that we spent together. And um, you've, you've helped me so much like on that. You know that if we hadn't have gotten together, I probably would still be employed. I probably would still be on this journey to becoming self-employed because I was one of those people that you said, I was a serial bloody learner. I've spent like, what, 50 grand on personal development, not including the past two, three years. I need to update that money because I believe you should be a learner for life. 
but the most important part is applying that whereas that you know since you came back into my life or we came back into each other's you have helped me a lot to actually just motivate the shit out of me to to do the thing Mm. you know and I feel like that then becomes the cycle that we have where you you're supporting and lifting me up I'm then empowered to go and do the thing which then inspires you to do your thing and then it's just this epic loop now we just keep seeing each other like fucking thriving sorry now I swore um but it's awesome so Mm. thank you for being Mm. that person who helps people because you've helped me yeah honestly that was in my mind back when I did throw the towel in and so many people like scratching their heads going what the hell is he doing like Mm. I want to be that example and I wanted to be that like hey if I can do it, mm. anyone can fucking do it because <laughs> no, honestly, like we've seen friends, like I've, I've, I've been not coaching, but definitely like mentoring friends for the past months and months and months totally. that are still on that journey to, they're so close to quitting their jobs, but they just need that extra little bit of mm. encouragement mm. and that push of like, Hey, if I can do it, you can do it. Like mm. it's not as hard as it seems. And I think that, that gives me huge fulfillment to, mm. to help other people realize mm. that for sure. You, you can clearly see for you, beautiful lady listening, that this is like a, a look into oh, our man. real... Could be expanding to <laughs> Maybe with you. confidence now. <laughs> but the point there is like, I guess we were kind of switched to or the energy I'm feeling right now is these are the conversations that Liam and I do have of, of the realities of like um, just our day-to-day conversations with each other of how we are helping people and you're great at being that example and showing people what is possible for them and I obviously have the tools of like building you up self-confidence wise but then I also believe I have the strategy of like here's what you need to do you want to earn this much money here's how we get there and da 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 and so together it's just a really great team I think moving on to the next question we have got Two more questions left, and then we are done for this epic Q&A. Thank you so much for listening this far. What advice would you give to someone looking to take the first step into self-employment? Just get your ducks in a row. I think we've kind of skipped back and forth between Mm. planning, not planning, what Mm. you need. You don't need to have it all figured out, and you never, ever will. Like, that's guaranteed, but you do need, need a plan, and you need an idea of roughly what you're gonna do Mm, i think mm. even even if getting ducks in a row even if your plan is as simple as knowing how many weeks worth of bills you have got in your savings like what have you got on the tank exactly as you can hear from us that's where it started liam cleared all of his debt he had this blank slate he could just go and live uh you know within his means whereas with me when i did it sheesh our weekly bills were like 800 dollars a week Mm. each so that is is a lot and I guess I'm just grateful that for 10 plus years of full-time work I've been really good at saving so even after we bought this house we still there was still a little bit of money there so even if that is the initial step is like figuring out your money situation clearing any debt you might have pre-buying that house Mm. if that is on your goals do that first yeah for sure definitely look ahead at what what you want to be Mm. where you want to be in a year's time Mm. and how you're going to get there Mm. because if you're going to quit your job tomorrow because you hate it and your boss is an ass (laughs) and you can do the same thing and earn better money and you go out and then don't make anything for three months and Mm. like you're not going to be where you want to be in 12 Mm. months so Mm. work it all out do the Mm. maths how many things are you going to sell what's the profit of each thing where's your market like honestly business plans like I'm grateful that I learned this in school, like to how to make a business plan and do market research and really strategize, like, how's this going to work? Mm. You need to know that it's going to work and you need to get validation from someone. Like, mm. But also, if you don't directly know how to do that, um, that's what I've been helping some of my clients mm. with as well. And like, I have that new offer, the business ideation session we're calling it right now i think the name needs a little bit of a revamp but anyway we'll get there um (laughs) the the concept is you've got this feeling deep inside of you that you know you're meant for more you know you want to step into the world of self-employment and all the good stuff that comes along with that but then also the ability to create more of an impact in the world but you don't really know how 
we can work together to literally help you come up with that idea, go through that validation together, and then work on that business plan stuff together as well. Um, so that is like, don't let the, oh my gosh, Liam and Janelle are saying I need a business plan. I don't know how to do that. Or they're saying I need six months worth of savings or, you know, any of the things that are going to stop you. You actually, before you get to that point, can reach out and get some support with that to then actually get that validation, that encouragement that you need to help you move forward before you hold yourself back. 100%. I mean, obviously I'm here to help promote you, but... (laughs) But I do wish that I had someone else. Like, I think getting someone to hold your hand and keep you accountable to the things that you say that you're going to do probably would have got me where I wanted to be months sooner. Mm. Like, I was ticking along. I was good, but it could have been better for sure. Is there any other advice that you would give on anyone wanting to take the leap outside of, like, getting some, maybe some support or some insights, figuring out your money situation, maybe going to your office? Figure out your why. Oh, my God, yes. You don't... I mean, we've talked about this a lot in the past couple of days about the how. The how is always going to puzzle you. Don't worry about the fucking how. Totally. If you know the why, you can have the shittiest day. You can get 10 no's. You can go home, empty pockets, empty bank account. But if you know why, that will get you up in the morning. This question, we probably tapped over a little bit earlier when it came to the whole uh, life and business things in terms of boundaries and whatnot. But we'll just close with this one. Thank you so much for all of the questions that we have had for our first ever Q&A. It is what... Quite themed, haven't they, man? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And it's crazy because I thought someone would be like, I don't like my job. How do I get out of it? Or I'm not feeling... I guess they ask questions about us, so people see... That and want to know more. Yeah. It's a good sign though, because it, it means that people want to make the leap. Like I know. people are sick of their situation for mm-hmm. whatever reason. I think COVID's been a big influence on that. I it think is. when people got that little bit of freedom and and now they've been forced to go back to work and they're like, What the fuck is all this about? <laughs> like I liked that. Like, give me that. Like obviously it's not all sunshine and rainbows totally. and sleeping, but mm. Mm, definitely put sorry. Last question. No, you don't need to be sorry. It made a lot of people think differently, which is good. That's what we want. We need more people to think differently. Mm. Critical thinking. So that last question is, what do you do to ensure quality time together in amongst your full schedules and creating your own sources of income? As sterile as it sounds, scheduling it gets it done. If if I had heard myself say that three years ago, I would have... bat at you i hated schedules i'm not at all interested like if someone's like hey we should do something in three weeks time put it in your calendar i'm like or call me in three weeks time like all good but scheduling it like we have our fridays our fridays are our us days Mm -hmm. um usually if the sun's out it means we're working on the property Mm. um or we're working on ourselves or we're we're discussing things and having mm. two hour long coffee breaks and stuff mm-hmm. like that but scheduling the time because otherwise it'll never get done it's like anything um that and we have our little sunday powwows that mm. we use to check in we reflect on the week every week mm. yeah absolutely i think we this probably is still something that we're on the journey of particularly oh, because yeah. our property is such a commitment and also our visions of what we're creating in our life is really important too And so it can be easy sometimes not to forget about us. You're like one of the best things in my life. So I obviously never forget about you, but it's, it is one of those things that if we weren't conscious about it, it could be two weeks and we've just been like ships in the night, you know, and that type of living separates people and Mm. it um i guess it loosens the bond or the connection and and we both don't want that you know we've chosen to be in this relationship consciously and we want to make sure that we consciously continue Mm. that um for me my favorite thing is our our coffees like where we just Mm. make a plunge of coffee and we might sit outside or we might sit inside it really just depends and we just chat and flow but what that really takes for me in particular is shutting off everything else and not thinking about my to-do list not thinking about um what I've got planned next week or um you know new clients I'm looking at working with or things like that it's like actually no this is 
a really important part of your life that you have to. Mm. So while we do schedule time together, it's still about making the most of any time. And changing your environment, like everyone's scenario is going to be different. If you're going to be a self-employed electrician, you're obviously on the road. But for us, most of our work is office-based and is home-based. So we can get stuck in the house mm. for a week without leaving. And because we're rural as well, it's 20 minutes to the nearest town. Mm. And So I think for us, it's really important. And something that we've done this year is actually scheduled long weekends away so we can actually have time away from home and like that is quality time that oh. is quality. we unplug we we jump in the van or we we book an airbnb and we just make sure that we we spend that time it doesn't have to be bougie we're fucking, we are not we're bougie people <laughs> <laughs> but but that makes the time more quality like. it does like we will make our own food before we go away somewhere and yeah. then like last time when we went to Topo, we literally took our own food, our own salads, like anything that could be an excuse to say, oh, no, we can't go away this weekend because we can't afford it or whatever. We just intentionally overcome those barriers together. Mm. And then we have really cool memories out of it. You know, like you scratched up your chin on the bottom of like Topo. And, <laughs> you know, if we had have chosen not to go away or to put something else first ahead of that, then, you know, we wouldn't have this awesome story and experience together that ultimately just makes our relationship and our bond stronger. Hmm. And just not being afraid to be vulnerable. Like, obviously, our whole relationship is very intentional and we've, mm. we always speak about things at, at great lengths. We're mm. not like, like, oh, what are we doing tonight? Like, let's go to the movies. Like, people, quality time is not going to the movies and staring yeah. at a screen for three hours. Like. Mm. Quality time is staring at each other for three hours, as awkward and horrible as that may sound for some of you. <laughs> the, the most interesting realization that I've probably had about our relationship in the past few months is every relationship that I have had up until ours has been built on TV shows and movies. Ugh. That is literally what we would spend every night doing. And now I'm not judging the couples out there who, you know, if this is you, Maybe just bringing it to your awareness that... Yeah, I'm not judging you. That I is, made a horrible noise. <laughs> no, but it's... We don't know. Like, that yeah, is what our yeah, society is yeah, yeah. is is now, right? Mm. Like, we talk about what shows are you watching. We we ask other couples, you know, what, what do you guys do together? What shows or what movies? Mm. Or have you seen this movie or blah, blah, blah. And so sometimes for me, like... My natural is after work when my brain is just zonked, I do want to go sit down and watch TV. And sometimes we do. Sometimes never TV, oh, but sometimes yeah, we watch sure. movies for sure. But I think it's getting rid of those distractions too enables, going back to the question, and mm. ensuring quality time. You mm. can ensure quality time by getting rid of your fucking Netflix subscription. See, and then... mm, I still have Netflix, babe. <laughs> I still like TV. I know you don't, but I do. I know, I but, know. but, but. Finish that season and then, hey, next week, instead of starting another season, because that's not quality time and all we do is get really tired and go to bed, mm. why don't we listen to a podcast or watch an interview or learn something? Learning, like, oh yeah. my God, learning together, mm. that's that's quality time. Yeah, so over the past year and a half, we've spent a lot of time watching like gardening videos and that kind of stuff on YouTube. You really got Making into... Making candles, like yeah. find hobbies, like mm -hmm. we could probably keep going, but... I really want to dance with you, but you're not really yeah, interested. No. I think that would be a great quality time activity. Mm, mm. Interesting. Anyway, just plant <laughs> that seed there. Okay, I think we should wrap it up. Are you ready yeah. to wrap it up? Yeah, this has been fun. Beautiful. Okay, thank you so much for your time, Liam. Thank, thank you. you for giving me your quality time to come on the show on my birthday and and hang out. And I really hope that you come back again. So for those of you listening today who have made it this far, please take a screenshot and share to your stories. Send me a DM and let me know that you're listening. Let us know what um, question resonated with you in your current situation the most. We would love to do this again. So if you have any other follow-up questions that have come to mind please send them through and we will start compiling a list and um, I will start working on getting Liam back on the show thank you so much beautiful and catch you next week